From GRNE Solar. This. This. This is What's Up. Took over the intro from Ryan. So you've got Marie, you've got Ryan. We are here. We are back talking about this is our part one of our two part SMA interview. Yes. During this episode, we talk with Brad Dory, mm-hmm. director of marketing over at SMA, and we talk with him about energy management systems. Yes, and a little brief intro into just SMA in total and how, how long they've been around and doing everything. So. It's yeah. a great interview with him. You can hear some more stuff about uh, energy management, not only on the home level, but on the business level, and some of the things kind of coming. You know, storage is always a big one that everybody kind of likes listening to, so it's important to be able to know the pieces of the puzzle that go along with a, a storage system. Exactly, so, but, exactly. So everybody ready to talk to Brad at let's SMA? Let's do it. So we now welcome on Brad Dory. He is the director of marketing for SMA America. This is going to be uh, the part one interview with SMA. So, Brad, we're really, really happy to have you on. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Appreciate uh, appreciate the invitation, and um, happy to join you and Marie today. Yeah, well, we are we are definitely happy to be talking with SMA. You know, as you guys are such a large presence, you know, in the inverter community, I'd say probably what the the largest manufacturer, right? Maybe second largest? Uh, yeah, globally, I think in terms of revenue, we're number three. Okay. Uh, but of course, if you look at Western suppliers, um, we, we're, we, uh, we're the top Western supplier. Very nice. Very nice. So uh, with this particular one, we have the other interview with SMA that we did talking about the corporate sustainability practices and everything they're doing there. Uh, but with Brad today, we wanted to talk a little bit just about we're going to go a little bit into uh, the intro of kind of SMA, you know, the, the company's history, where everything was kind of founded, what you guys are doing. And then we're going to talk a little bit specifically on energy management in the residential and home sectors. So I guess, um, you know, to kind of get started, you tell us a little bit just about SMA in general. Like we know that's, you know, about 3,000 employees around the world, founded in 1981. Um, in how many countries are you guys located in right now? Sure. Yeah. We're. Yeah. That's that's a, a good question. We're um, we're in pretty much every major market around the world, and that's that's currently more than than twenty countries. Nice. Um, in many of these, we have a subsidiary. Others, we have sales offices or or, um, or service. But we have a pretty large footprint. And as you mentioned, SMA is founded uh, you know, more than thirty five years ago. And in fact, um, SMA America was uh, the company's first foreign subsidiary, and we're coming up on our 20-year anniversary this year, so that'll be something that we uh, we celebrate later in the year. That's incredible. Wow, that's incredible. And, uh, you know, SMA, yeah, that's, yeah, we're excited. Um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of change over that time. Uh, you, you may not know that SMA is responsible for a lot of uh, innovations that have kind of become standard in the industry. Uh, the company uh, produced the first uh, mass-built grid-tied string inverter uh, starting in, in 1991. Wow, no, I did not um, know that. So we've been around a long time. Um, we've been innovating a long time, um, and we're, uh, you know, we're in when every major market around the world. That's really awesome. Yes, I mean, you guys are, I mean, huge when people are thinking, you know, in our day-to-day, you know, I'm doing residential sales, and when, you know, it's talking inverters, there's basically like three brands that are really worth worthwhile buying, and SMA is always one of the top ones, uh, you know, in that in that conversation because it's, it's just so well known and being in an industry so new like green technologies to be here for 20 years even on the SMA America side and then you know 35 plus on uh, SMA as a whole it's it's rare to find really yeah you, you know you, you mentioned kind of that startup and, and the, the newness of, of our, our market and we are maturing but um, you know I think SMA is one of the few companies if not the only company 
out there that has product in the field that's running longer than the warranties that we've offered, right? So, so a lot of these startups that you've seen enter the market in the last five to 10 years might offer a 15 to 20 year warranty. We actually have inverters in the field that have been running, um, you know, 15, 20 years. So it's, um, it, it's definitely an exciting time. We've seen a lot of change and growth in the industry, but, um, you know, we're in it for the long haul. We've, we've been here and, and we'll, we're going to continue to play. And, um, you mentioned the residential market, you know, we, we are in the residential commercial utility space. So mm-hmm. we're definitely enjoying this, uh, this ride. Yeah. So what would you say then talking about markets would be the biggest market kind of that, or what's the, the split of, you know, residential and commercial that SMA really kind of gets into? Sure. That, you know, that really depends on, on region. Um, you know, one of the unique things about SMA is because we play in every market, whether it's residential, commercial, utility, or storage, um, and then storage within residential, um, commercial, utility, off-grid, uh, we, we've got a, um, a foothold in, in each one of those markets. U.S., we're, we're much larger in the utility uh, space. Um, we're the, the leading company in the commercial market, but we do have a lot of equity and brand history in the residential space as well. So when you look at us as, a, as a, a, a company as a whole, we've done about 85 gigawatts of total power, total Whoa. installed capacity around the globe. We've done about two gigawatts worth of storage. Um, but, but like I said, it kind of depends. You know, there are certain markets where in Europe, SMA is the, the number one brand in Germany, uh, in, in the U.S., you know, we're the number one in commercial. So it, it kind of depends on, on the, the metrics of the market, the, the product portfolio and the offering. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the unique things about SMA is that, you know, when we're talking to customers and, and, and our partners, we're not just pushing a product. We're, because we offer a full portfolio, we're able to really consult and utilize that experience we've gained over the years to provide a solution uh, that meets the needs of our, our customers. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's kind of the most important part, which we talked about with Matthias a little bit when we talked to him yesterday, actually, this interview, or before that, was he was talking about it's the life cycle of the entire company in there. So it kind of applies to both sides, not only sustainably, you know, the, every unit of the business is operating sustainably, so you have a full culture for it, but then it, as it sounds like here, that being on the product side, and not only can you help the individual homeowner, but, you know, that homeowner may have a business that you can then do commercial and then they have an in for somebody, you know, it's, it's being able to offer everything, which makes you guys so unique. Absolutely. So as far as the product goes, how, and and part of this is what we're kind of talking about is for, for energy management, I guess, let me back up. (laughs) The better question is how, how would you define kind of energy management on, let's say residential or commercial level? Sure. That's, that's, it's a really good question. Energy management can be defined uh, you know, in myriad ways, but effectively it's being able to produce and use your energy as you deem appropriate. Uh, for some people that might be um, taking advantage of time of use rate schemes. Other people, it, it might be integrating um, emergency backup. Uh, there might be niche markets where there's zero export allowed back to the grid. Um, but on, on one end of the market where it's most developed and talking about energy management, for example, in Europe, you know, it includes the full integration of home or business heating and cooling, connecting smart appliances, using self-produced energy for electrical vehicle, char- vehicle charging, a lot of really cool cutting edge things. Mm-hmm. Here in the U.S., we're at a much earlier stage of adoption. Right. You know, most markets are still relying on net metering. Um, so the, the financial argument just based on energy management isn't as compelling as it is in other locations. Yeah. But there are, are some regions where energy management can be used 
to optimize, like I said, your time of use rates, um, where you produce and store that energy when it's cheaper. And then you, you take that stored energy and you use it when it's more expensive. Um, and for example, California is an, an early leader in this model. Yeah. And I know we have that model in Illinois here too. We have the full rate net metering. So you're very right. Storage is in a very early sense of, of where the market is right now because of that net metering, but you've got other States like California, you have your time of use that people are taking advantage of like Indiana, for example, our neighbors, you know, right to the East are eliminating net metering. So that's kind of where this storage is going to come more into play. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's a great point. You know, a lot of these markets in Europe, uh, had some sort of, uh, financial incentive that incentivized production. Mm -hmm. Um, it was usually a, some sort of feed in tariff, but it, it's some sort of net metering scheme that, that incentivized just the production. Well, is those, those tariffs kind of expired or, or were changed were uh, replaced with new schemes. It really moved to a model that incentivized on-site self-consumption. So consuming the energy that you produce locally. Um, and with that, it creates a whole new market for, for storage and, and you know, the integration, like I said, of, of smart appliances and vehicle charging and home energy, um, smart appliances and things of that nature. So mm -hmm. it's, it's it, we're really just kind of starting on that path. That's awesome. But so, my question then would be, how does, is SMA, you know, you're making uh, the inverter type of thing. So how have you guys changed the product in recent, you know, even the last, say, five to 10 years to more, more better, <laughs> to, to, to better make it integrate with all of these other smart appliances and, and everything else that would go into the management ecosystem? Yeah, that's, that's um, you know, SMA is known for producing PV inverters, but we, we do have, um, you know, ancillary business, and we've, we've been in, in the storage uh, market for, for quite some time. Uh, we also have battery-based inverters. So, um, you know, as, as we've started to, to see kind of that the battery market transition from lead-acid and off-grid usage to an on-grid, um, um, you know, market, mm -hmm. we're starting to see kind of, additional ancillary solutions and, and, and products that help that integration process. So today it's, it's actually fairly simple. You know, SMA can supply both a PV inverter, a battery inverter, and actually we have partnerships to provide the battery as well. Nice. To provide a whole home solution for, uh, you know, for example, a residential customer that, that either uh, is installing PV and wants to put uh, storage in at the, at the time of installation, or what's really exciting is to be able to come back to a customer and and add that storage on later. I mean, you, you talk to installers, and what's what's their their biggest challenge is the cost of, of customer acquisition. Right. But if you can come back to that customer and and provide them additional value in the future with the storage system, um, you've got a low customer acquisition cost there, essentially zero to to acquire a new customer. Um, but then you have additional value and, and services that you can sell down the road. Right. No, and, and you're exactly right, too, especially in a market that, like around here, where so many of the markets are dependent on net metering still, that looming kind of, is it going to exist forever, is a perfect market for something that is already, maybe doesn't have a battery with it at the moment, but is able to integrate it you know, down the line. Because that's always something that I know in my right. everyday life, my everyday job, that's something people ask me about constantly. It's like, can I put a battery on at some point in the future? You got to design yep. it properly, but yeah, you totally can. Today, you know, we, we typically see most of the, the batteries that are being installed aren't actually even on, on a, an energy management um, model. It's, it's based on backup, right? So yeah. 
a, a homeowner or a consumer wants to to make sure that when the grid goes down, they've got reliable power. Well, even even with you know the the technology that that SMA is, is built into our inverters, we're designing them in a way that you can utilize it for backup today. And then as the market matures or rate schemes change or incentives come in, uh, that, that incentivize that self-consumption model, um, those additional features can be added um, to, to really provide then a, a you know, whole home solution for, for a consumer. I was going to ask, would you say that the battery technologies are new to the U.S. or would you say that they were new across the board? Yeah, I wouldn't say that the battery technology, um, I mean, the, the, we've seen a, a, an increase and in a, in a shift to lithium ions. So the battery chemistry is, has changed, again, from kind of the traditional lead acid. Um, and I don't know that that was necessarily driven uh, by regional market rather than um, technology and, and, and the, the, the push to drive the cost down. Uh, out of out of the, the the lithium ion equation there, so we're we're seeing the kind of the ancillary services and the and the other integration work around the system. I, I think you know, for example, we've got a, um, a a really cool project in Oldenburg in Germany, in the northern part of, of of Germany. It's a grocery market, and it's a it's a commercial system. They've got a about a hundred kilowatt worth of PV on the roof. They've integrated their heating and cooling. They've got um, uh, vehicle chargers for their customers. Very so nice. they've integrated this entire energy management ecosystem, but it, it requires not just the, you know, the inverter, it requires monitoring systems, valves, frequency converters, controllers, um, and that's all kind of addition to the modules and the inverters and battery storage system. Um, and, and that really has kind of required that, you know, that world-renowned German engineering um, mm-hmm. to kind of put that thing together. And the next step is to kind of fully build out that market and make that integration simpler. Now, actually, to that end, SMA has a complete subsidiary named Kaniba that's working on applications related to digital energy services to help make that model a, a, um, more of a reality. So when you say as far as the you know, cost driving down, I can imagine that makes a, a pretty big impact you know, for you guys. Where have you seen the cost kind of going as far as these uh, like battery technologies in the last you know, even a couple of years? Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, we've seen, we've seen significant cost decreases that have come out of PV, right? Mm-hmm. Um, over the last 10 years, the, the you know the the, the cost of, of PV has fall has fallen precipitously. Um, we don't quite see that same um, decline out of the the battery technologies yet. However, I think we're still at those ver- very early stages of, of mass producing um, batteries. The, the battery market tends to still be supply constrained. Mm-hmm. So we're not constrained by market forces or uh, items outside of, of supply that, that would you know dictate pricing one way or another. It, it's folks are going out in the market and are having a, a hard time getting batteries as as we build out that that manufacturing infrastructure and build out that that battery uh, landscape. You'll see that the, those prices will come down uh, further. Which again, in, you know, it's 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 kind of a, a two pronged approach. You have incentivized incentivized markets where maybe net metering goes away or there's some incentive for battery systems onto the grid that'll work on one end and on the other end you'll have kind of the industry driving cost out of the system and those two factors will will play in, into how quickly batteries are adopted uh, in the US yeah and I think uh, you're exactly right it's going to it's going to be a whole bunch of things they're going to build into that adoption for it because we are very early but in your in your mind what would it be what kind of is it going to take to get through that barrier? Is it a, 
you know, a chemistry change that's going to be something that's far better, or is it purely just an increasing of supply? I, I, I truly believe it's just an increase in, in supply. I mean, when we first started talking about kind of this energy management grid-tied battery concept, uh, at least here in California, uh, even just two years ago or a year ago, the, the, the financial uh, model was only applicable in a couple locations, you know, in, in a couple of locations that had a, a, a battery incentive that had high uh, prices that had a lot of sunshine. Mm-hmm. But we're now seeing that model um, expand across the state. And, and we expect that, is, is, again, every time you reduce cost out of that system, you're going to see a new market open up that now becomes viable. So it no longer becomes a niche market where, hey, you need a battery to get on the grid in, in Hawaii and zero export. Um, you know, and, and, and that's kind of the, your energy management model. Now you've got a model that, that based on a rate scheme, if you add a battery, you shorten your payback and you increase your ROI. So again, today we're talking about backup power, and that's not really financially motivated. That's more of an emotional sell. Somebody wants to, to make sure, again, that their home is protected or right, yeah. uh, their business is, is protected, right? It's, 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 um, it's much less motivated by, you know, what's my ROI? There is no ROI, right? You're, you're, it's, it's motivated by protection. Exactly. As you get into ener- true energy management, now you're starting to say, okay, well, how long does it take for me to pay back my system? How much... Like, uh, income am I going to generate over the course of 10 years, 20 years? And what does that look like? Uh, because at that point, you're not competing with uh, PV. You're, com- you're competing with, with other investments, right? Where can, as a consumer or a business owner, can I put my money that's going to ger- generate the most return? You're basically competing with the grid, really, when you're talking on a full-scale energy management. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, you're... you're you're competing with, with, with the grid, and, and again, if, I mean, if you, you kind of put it into that equation, it's, it's a lot like solar was a few years ago, where we used to talk about solar in relation to other uh, renewables, and well, what's solar in relation to wind, or to, to biogas, or to geothermal power, and, and now we don't talk about that. It's where does solar stack up against natural gas? Right. Right, it's, it's you know, you hit a tipping point to go kind of from a niche market into mass market and mainstream and we're not there yet with storage but we're 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 ticking it's 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 coming yeah and you think that's kind of just that's going to obviously be the next huge thing in solar is that storage and that's that's what's going to really push everything i guess not even solar specifically but renewables in general right right i mean this is this is a topic i mean i've i've been in been the industry for more than 10 years and and that entire 10 year period we were talking about, well, when storage is here, when storage is here, that's always kind of been the holy grail, right? When, yeah. when storage can really get here, well, the market's really going to take off. I've, I've seen the evolution of the, of the PV market going from folks installing it because purely because they were early adopters, they were passionate about the environment, they wanted to, to generate clean energy, and, and that, that was a sustainable market, but a very small market. Um, and it's really moved, you know, PV across the country and across the, the globe into an investment. And that's when you hit that mass market is, is, you know, most of my neighbors, when they're, when they're looking at PV, I mean, the fact that they want to go green, that's nice. Um, that's, that's an, an added benefit, but they're really looking at is, you know, how much am I, am I paying my, my utility company every month right. and how much can I save by installing solar? And, and that's a totally different argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd say even in the residential you know, sales process doing that, the environmental benefits are, are a small portion of the overall because you're very right. right. People are looking at this as a long-term investment, you know, similar to 
you know, if they were to put their money in the stock market, something like that. And the returns that we're seeing on it is better than any fund that you could possibly be in. Exactly. Um, so as far as, I know we've talked about you know, energy management, but what I feel like that leads into a lot is kind of a conversation that goes into more off-grid, doing your own energy management. So do you guys, as SMA as a whole, kind of see the future of the market moving more off-grid or staying on-grid and kind of increasing those ancillary services? Yeah, I, I, I don't know that, um, I mean, SMA really views the market as being on-grid. Okay. They, they view the, again, if this is kind of going back to your, what's your niche market versus what's the, what's the, the mass market? Off-grid market will always be there, but when we talk about off-grid market, we're more talking about, you know, village electrification or routing power to, um, um, you know, a location that doesn't have utility service. Right. Uh, it, it, it might be uh, there's there are microgrid and island applications that are that are really cool projects, um, but those are always kind of I think going to be the 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 one-off. You know, this is this is the application it takes a lot of engineering. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of effort. It takes going to be more expensive yeah. when, when you talk about getting into a mass market it's grid tied now at first that that those batteries are going to be a little bit smaller right and you're, it's going to be just how can i kind of time shift my energy usage and and then as those batteries become cheaper they can become larger and larger and and eventually at some point uh theoretically you know you could get to a point where as, as you mentioned you're on the grid but you're really almost using the grid for backup at that point right yeah. you're 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 using and consuming your own energy um, with the battery that you produce and store on site. Hmm. And that, that is going to be kind of a weird shift that people see where the grid is going to kind of just become that backup that kind of batteries are today. Right, right. Hmm. And I, I think, um, you know, I think that one of the big questions is how are utilities going to react to that? Um, <laughs> yeah, and, probably not and well. <laughs> I think there's also a, no, no, yeah, I think there's also a model there for the utilities to play in, in that, um, you know, one of, one of the things that helped kind of push PV forward was the introduction of a, a third-party ownership model. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, there's that same discussion in the storage market and who owns those assets. And, and so you'll have some situations to, like today where the consumer owns that battery, but you'll have others. Um, you know, APS, uh, Arizona uh, Power, has a, a model where they own distributed energy resources. They own customer-sided equipment. Uh, like PV inverters, and 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 they control that um, that equipment. So you'll see kind of the rise of this virtual power plant. Wow! And you know the, those those two those two kind of consumer owned and utility owned assets need to be able to, to play well together. But um, that's that's another area that, that in terms of energy management and an energy market that, that we're just starting to see in the U.S. Here is is what is a utility going to do with all those assets that are sitting on its d- distribution line? Right. Yeah. Because I mean. It's not a forever product, so there's going to be a time too that it's going to start. They're going to start going away, and more is going to be coming on. So right. It's going to be a continual kind of battle against everything, or I guess not battle, a, a, a kind of a, a partner dance. I guess is maybe the better oh, that was a good the better way to dance. <laughs> the better way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are there any digital options to take a look at the data? Yeah, so there there are definitely ancillary businesses around kind of the the inverter and the battery. For example, SMA supplies electrical vehicle chargers uh, in in Europe, um, and and we also have, as I mentioned, Keneva, the company that's that's focused on um, digital services. And I I think one one thing you'll see um, here in the U.S. is a discussion about how to, how consumers turn into prosumers, right? How do, how do they turn in um, to being able to, to not just 
utilize their energy on site, but can they sell that energy into an open market or some sort of exchange? And some of these exchanges, again, exist in Europe, but they, they don't exist here. They may or may not exist here, depending on, on regulatory questions that are going to come up. All of those digital services around understanding energy flow, um, understanding loads on, on a system and, and, and what's going to produce the, the, the most economical output uh, for a consumer or for a commercial building o- owner, there's a, a real interesting business around that. Today on the, on the commercial side of things, you know, you're really kind of talking about demand charge avoidance. And so when, when a, a commercial building owner um, is charged for power, they're not charged necessarily on the total consumption, but on the peak consumption. So if they can integrate storage to reduce that, that demand charge, uh, they're able to, 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 to apply some pretty significant savings. Um, and then again, you can break up the commercial market into to, you know, all sorts of, of, you know, here's your warehouse market, here's your, you know, your big box stores, here are your grocery outlets. Um, and there's a lot of businesses around each one of those individual uh, applications. There, every single market is a little bit different. And that's actually a pretty good segue into kind of my next question there that, you know, we, when you talk energy management as far as the residential side versus commercial, what are kind of those differences that you see? Like what, a, what does a homeowner have to think about that a business owner doesn't or maybe vice versa? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting, um, interesting discussion as well uh, on you know, one of the, the one one of the topics that pops up frequently in terms of a difference between residential and, and commercial storage markets is is one. Obviously, um, the rate scheme is different. We talked about net metering, time of use, production on the on the residential side versus a demand charge on the commercial side. Mm-hmm. The second um, topic that will come up is who owns the the building and who owns the asset. So most homeowners typically own the home that they're putting the PV on. Yeah. They may not own the asset. They may not own the PV system. That might be third-party owner. But the market has moved again to an ownership model again. And, and you kind of see, you know, I'm a homeowner. I want to invest in my property. I want something that's going to generate some returns. And, and that's kind of a well-established model. Well, if you think about somebody who might, uh, might be utilizing a warehouse, who owns that warehouse? It may not be the tenant. In fact, the tenant might be leasing um, right. the space. Well, then who owns the PV asset? Who owns the storage asset? Who gets the benefit of that asset? So there's that dis- that dynamic and discussion on, on the commercial market. And then, uh, you know, beyond that, it's, it really comes down to kind of the individual vertical that, that that commercial fits in, whether it's a grocery store that's looking to integrate its heating and cooling and vehicle charging. And then you're talking, again, like this about this whole ecosystem that, that today isn't quite there. There's the, the availability of product isn't right. quite there. Yeah. On the residential side, you can go out and you can get a PV inverter, a battery inverter, a battery for the for your home. Um, there are some compl- supply constraints, but, but again, that... that market exists on the commercial side um a lot of that integration work uh, a lot of those ancillary products and even even the the you know the, the battery inverters um the batteries in the commercial market there just aren't a ton of suppliers um in that space yet so it's it's a market that, that still has a lot of developing to do what are you seeing as far as the ev charging space how do you see sma growing that area yeah that's uh, so, so SMA is the player in the EV charging market. Currently, we're producing chargers uh, in Europe, uh, primarily uh, in Germany and the Netherlands. We don't see that that product coming to the U.S. anytime soon, but it's certainly a market that um, there's a natural relationship between the technology that's that's in a PV inverter and the technology that's used in an, in an EV charger. Yeah, and you see you see multiple models, right? You, you see. 
um, vehicle networks that need to be built out. You see commercial buildings that want to provide vehicle charging as, a, as an incentive and a benefit to their customers so that somebody can, can come you know, shop at, a, at their grocery store or shop at a shopping center and, and charge their vehicle while they wait. Um, there are uh, fleet charging uh, models that SMA is involved in where we're, we're charging, you know, fleet vehicles, of delivery vehicles. And so, um, you know, a customer might have a, a, an entire fleet at a particular location, whether it's a warehouse or distribution center, and all those vehicles are being charged with, with um, you know, technology supplied by SMA. So we really see that being a, a market that SMA is in play in in Europe first. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, as, as the, the market matures or changes here, if, if we feel that we can we can apply that that technology here, we absolutely will. Yeah, I think it's it's great because it's coming. You know, Europe has always been a little bit ahead on the EV market as far as adoption yeah. goes. So it's going to take a little while here in the U.S. But I mean, there's I know there's a lot of them out right now. Some of the other uh, inverter manufacturers are kind of pushing that space as well too. And it's more it's very early, but it's also a you know, it's it's kind of getting the the product out there and and knowing that it exists and kind of being in that space, which is important. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, and and again, I think we'll see you know we'll see those markets as we see those markets develop. You'll see additional players come in and get involved um, in that space. And and again, for SMA, it really comes down to um, you know what is what is the maturity of the market? What does it look like? Um, can we reliably supply and service? Um, those products and, and do we have the, the, the infrastructure? So certainly in the U.S. we, we have a, a, a very large service infrastructure and, and support team here. But again, I don't, I don't quite think, again, that our markets where, for example, you know, in, in Germany, I think something like 70% or more of or their PV, PV systems also have storage integrated. So wow. um, we're, we're still kind of, at, you know, at, at, at the start of, of that process of, of becoming a, an energy-managed storage ecosystem. Yeah. So does SMA then see itself getting also kind of outside of solar a little bit, like with some of the more niche markets as far as energy goes? Like, how is it, how are you guys planning for, you know, obviously solar is massive and it's going to continue to grow, but some of maybe newer energy sources that might come out too? Yeah. So, so solar is our core business. Um, and we're, we're always going to play in that core business. That's, that's absolutely important. And then we're, we, we are involved in, businesses around uh, solar or around the application of that technology. So we mentioned the EV chargers, and we, we talk a lot about storage, and I think we're all just assuming that, that when we talk about storage, it's also storage that's um, integrated with PV. But at the same time, we actually have some of our large utility-based storage projects. They're, they're, they're not a, there's no renewable energy that's attached to it. It's, it's storage that's providing a grid service. Um, you know, whether that's frequency regulation and control or, or some sort of grid service to you, it's utility. So I think the storage market on, on that end, um, um, you know, there's a whole another dynamic to just renewable integration. Right. Yeah. We're also talking about digital, digital energy services, um, helping consumers become prosumers and, and, and work on, a, on an energy exchange and what that looks like. There's virtual power plants where there's, uh, you know, a role for um, estimate a plane in terms of utilizing all distributed assets that we have under our portfolio to provide uh, grid services to utility. And, and again, like these are all kind of emerging markets.
markets and and there's still development work that needs to be done there but but certainly it's um you know SMA is, is far more than a than a a just a solar company a right. core business but um you know for example we've got an O&M business that's um you know we're one of the top O&M suppliers in the US one of the top O&M suppliers in uh, in the world and the SMA Optum brand uh provides O&M on projects that aren't even you know SMA inverters they they might be um any number of brands and and we're responsible for the whole plant wide um, uh, operations and maintenance. So there's a lot of work around the solar industry that may not be directly tied to the inverter, um, but is definitely a part of our uh, of our business moving forward. Yeah, I mean, and that's that kind of builds in the same thing we were, we were mentioning earlier. It's it's an entire ecosystem, and you guys have really built yourself right. into a into a massive ecosystem for you know keeping the market open basically, so you can be involved in every single part of. A sustainable transition as the world goes through it right mm-hmm. uh, so we've talked a little bit about you know, we talked about storage and EV chargers and you know combined heat and power and all that what would what would you think or say or speculate as might be the future you know methods of energy management that maybe aren't so large today but are gonna be a necessary or a very large part of our energy management in the future well, I mean, that's that's um, that's really really a big question because I think <laughs> um, there's just so much excitement around storage and, and, and the potential that it holds. And I think today we see um, that you know the two applications in the U.S. that are that are moving most aggressively are on the utility side and on the residential side. Mm-hmm. Um, commercials kind of following up behind that, but um, you know on, on the on the utility side, um, we're seeing just. Um, you know, we used to be folks would ask about storage here or there on a, on a utility project, but now it's a core consideration uh, when 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 planning for a, a, a PV project. Do we need to integrate storage today? Do we need to um, future-proof our, our projects so that we can, can come in and add storage at a later date? Mm-hmm. Um, is there um, uh, something around grid services and it doesn't include PV at all. So there's a, a huge market that's, that's starting to, to kind of cascade forward out of the utility market. On the residential side, I think thus far it's still, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of early adopters, uh, but that market is still based on uh, backup. And until we kind of see that um, the, the time of use rate schemes and, and, and a, 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 a tapering of net metering, I, I think you'll, you'll see that market remains somewhat small but um right i don't i don't think we're too far from having that kind of bust open yeah and it's it's almost kind of a uh like a double-edged sword type of thing that you know for these markets to really expand for us to find out the full scope of what we can do in this space we kind of need the systems that are in place to taper off and kind of end right right and i, and I don't i don't think we're there yet i think again i think there's a the, the market still has a long way to go particularly in, in most of the country, in terms of just adding PV to the grid. I, you know, when you look at our uh, electrical makeup, you know, we're, we're putting more solar into the ground than anything else, but, but in terms of the overall electric mix, there's still a long way to go before um, you know, we've kind of saturated the market with solar. So I would expect that we're gonna continue um, you know, seeing, seeing solar and its, its value proposition you know, primarily being how much can I save a, a consumer or a business owner? Uh, we'll see that continue, that model continue for some time. And then as, as those, those 
other metrics and those other models develop around storage and we see that the cost of batteries and the, the, the additional supply of uh, battery related products on the market i think we'll, we'll start to see those take off as well well brad we want to thank you so much for joining us today um if anyone wants to find you or anything more about sma where can they visit sure they can uh, find us at sma-america.com on our website they can also go to smainverted.com, which is our blog, or they can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And I definitely wanted to say thank you and appreciate uh, you know, the, the invitation to come on and, and chat with you guys. And you know, again, appreciate the opportunity. Of course, yeah. We, uh, you know, it, was, it was great having you on, and we'll definitely have to have you back and, and talk about kind of more developments as, as everything's coming out. So we're excited to kind of make this, uh, this relationship and you know, see where everything, see where SMA continues to go with everything else you guys are doing. For sure. Thanks a lot.